0: News of the I'm not caught up on the news today, but yeah, I'm ready to go. I don't think there was any news today, Trevor. Are you watching? I'm talking specifically about the soccer games you guys are watching.
1: I'm talking about the big game, the big nationally televised sporting event that's taking place. That's one of the. I mean, it's huge. It's teams have been fighting all season long to be playing in this uh, in Some, these games, and of course, we're talking about Team Dempsey versus Sneaky Fox FC.
2: In the soccer tournament.
1: In the soccer tournament.
0: What is yeah. this broadcast on? Peacock. Peacock. Oh, so I'm not. Never mind. Okay.
1: It's crazy it's, that there's no other sports mm. going on right now also. Like this is, it's got it all to itself. There's no other big, you know, top five sport that's taking place right now. The finals start tomorrow, right? The NBA finals. Mm, it's, it's literally happening as we speak.
2: It's yeah. happening right now. Um. nobody bothered to tell me. Yeah, so
1: in keeping our tradition with the having to watch an ongoing game like the Open Cup games, we're watching Sneaky Fox versus Team Dempsey.
0: Well, some of us are.
1: <laughs> Quincy Ameriqua <laughs> scored for Sneaky Fox. Um, Lovely little goal. It's funny that it's Sneaky Fox and Team Dempsey. Yeah. Well,
0: Mike McGee. Is it Mike? Oh my gosh. Is that Jermaine Jones on Team Dempsey? It is Jermaine Jermaine Jones. Oh, let's go. This whole tournament is like a real who's who of like mid to late 2000s, 2010s MLS and United States men's national team players. Wow. Lenhart's looking weird. And also
1: beach soccer players. He is. Yeah. Steven Lenhart's a beach soccer player. Yeah,
0: you no, no, no. started. Oh. No, didn't he play beach soccer for a little bit?
2: Oh, oh wow. Uh I I don't know, but the goalkeeper for uh Sneaky Fox, who has not run Nick Ramondo.
1: Wait, what uh, team is he on?
2: No, Ramondo's no, he, on Sneaky
0: Fox. I just don't he think just he's not, playing goalkeeper. He's not playing right now. Okay. Uh
2: no, he's a performance development coach to athletes and civilians alike according to his wikipedia oh,
1: i think we went through this once because i remember the word civilians is like yeah. really weird yeah <laughs> like you're either an athlete or a civilian <laughs>
2: sneaky these guys is
0: mike mcgee's vodka brand if i'm not mistaken oh
1: yeah nice who are these other people on these teams like like one other- was
2: actually a beach soccer player oh it's one of the few things i learned i like
1: these hummel jerseys they're pretty nice yeah is that, oh man, sorry, this is just crazy. Looking at Jermaine Jones out here, he's about to, the goals <laughs> are <laughs> tiny. Excuse <laughs> me, gesundheit. This Schu-gesundheit. is so funny. Jermaine That's Jones what, is about to take a shot from outside the uh, do a free cook, free, free cook, free kick.
2: Do you know what oh. means in German? Yeah, it means gesundheit. No. It's an onomatopoeia. <laughs> nope. That's the sound you just made. It's an actual word. No, I'm pretty sure. I did Duolingo, so I know it's an onomatopoeia. It means health. Is that Kyle Kyle Martino? You're literally (laughs) saying like health to you. Is
1: Kyle Martino one of the coaches? That's Kyle Martino. What is he doing?
2: What is happening here? He probably is stepping away from his campaign for U.S. soccer president for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, probably.
1: Oh, oh, Jermaine Jones bodied someone into the uh, water table. This is so oh, good.
2: That's so classic. This
1: is so that good. That's
2: pretty
1: standard. Oh, I'm sorry. This
2: They're all laughing oh, now, but was that, that was a, violent. Was that a trophy that fell over? Or was that a trophy? <laughs> I might thought it was a trophy. T- is this the final? I is Nick know. Ramonda going to li- lift his first trophy? And
1: I think the winner wins a, a million decade? dollars, right? The winner winning team?
2: Yeah. Well, well, it's either a million
1: they,
0: dollar prize pool or a million dollars to the winner. I don't remember which one it is. What is the, what is the difference? Like your prize pools pool is like split between like the top four or whatever. Oh yeah. No, like it's there's just a certain number of teams all. that like get part of the prize. That's the prize pool.
2: Hmm. Welcome to yeah. episode 129 of off the crossbar. Do we have a doc for this one?
0: Yeah. yeah, we always it's have the a doc. Same doc. That is not true, Kyle. We <laughs> yeah. it is. It's
1: definitely true cuz it's always the same doc. It's a running yeah. document. It's okay, a never-ending,
0: it's a pageless they're, document. They're, but There's we're looking a subhead
2: at for this one. So yeah. We're looking at yeah.
0: episode 129. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The last episode that we had notes for <laughs>
2: was 126, so Yeah, you can thank the US <laughs> Open Cup for that. Yeah, yeah They provided I'm not the like outline it's I'm just saying we um, didn't have lines no one is saying lines. this is
1: it's bad, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it is funny. <laughs>
2: Kyle. <laughs> yeah. How was your trip? I mean, I know I asked you this yesterday and you yeah. told me a lot about it, but, our, but our it's important that we talk that. about it
1: on pod. Yeah. So we uh, drove very far Um, had a you know, 3,200 miles in you know, 10 or 11 ish days or whatever. It was great. We um took we went due west. Initially, my plan had been to go to more southern California and make our way up all the way up the coast. But I um started to get a little nervous about you know squeezing too much in, so we decided to cut it a little shorter than we had initially planned, and started went to went west to tahoe stayed the night there um that's a good stopping point you can make it to tahoe uh if you leave after the work day you can make it there at a decent hour so um and uh stopped at tahoe and then the next day we drove uh out to north bay point Reyes, and uh north of san francisco and was in like we were in like the uh, Marin Headlands and that kind of that, that whole that whole scene. Um, the Point Reyes National Seashore is, a, is an amazing national park. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend people go there if you. I, well, is it technically a national park? I don't know if it's a national park. It's a national seashore. I don't know what that means, but it's kind of a national park anyway. Um, really amazing place. Highly recommend you check it out if you've never been. Um, it's kind of out of the way a bit, but if you're ever in the San Francisco area, it's a great place to go.
2: Oh, it's um, one of one, two, three, four, five, ten national seashores in the United States. I didn't even know that. Cape That's Cod cool. is probably the other most famous one. Mm, Fire Island. Sense. Wow. Uh I have I need mean,
1: to watch that movie, actually. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, so basically I have goo I've just starred all these places along the coast that I that I have either been to or wanted to see. Um i have not seen like almost any of the california coast north of point Reyes, but i uh until you get to about eureka um and for those keeping track at home there's a lot of coast in between those two places and um i've been to oregon um and and washington but all of the uh lost coast part of california was was new to me but Seriously, the trip was just, was so great. Um, Listened to, got caught up on Otherworld, great podcast. And coincidentally, um, the most recent episode of Otherworld that came out while we were on the trip was about Bigfoot. And we had been, if you've ever been to Northern, like Northern California and like the Redwoods area, Bigfoot's a very important part of uh, the culture (laughs) up there. and yeah, it was uh so that was that was nice timing. The story told in the other world episode that took place in North Carolina though. But um yeah, listened to a lot of stuff about Big Bigfoot on that trip. Just because I don't know. Very interesting stuff. I don't know if you guys have ever gone through the gone, you know, done the Bigfoot rabbit hole thing, but Oh yeah. Uh,
0: no very so much so.
1: Yeah, it's uh there's some interesting stuff there. Um Wow, sneaky fox just scored again. What a goal that was from whoever that is. Um, anyway, so yeah, spent just a large amount of time going very slowly up the coast. And that, ca- that part of the California coast, the Lost Coast, is just so remote. You're just way the heck down there, um, way out there. No service for like days <laughs> at a time. Like there are little spots for, um, you know, Wi-Fi and whatnot, but... You know, you're just like way out there. So many amazing places. Um, one place that I really, really liked that was um, really out of the way, it's once you get, once you're off the 101, you're back on, you connect to the 101 north of Leggett, which is in the Redwoods. There's this little town called Shelter Cove. And it's uh, really in the middle of the Lost Coast. Um, Shelter Cove, California, just an amazing weird place that's just really remote it's off the 101 there's it's only one way to get there it's just this really windy road through the mountains down to the down to the coast Shelter Cove is amazing if anyone's ever been there I'd, I'd be mm. very curious because I don't know why you would go there unless you were doing what I did or had specific plans to go to Shelter Cove but um Looks yeah so, yeah so that was great um and then I mean, just everywhere we went was so great. The the Redwoods were amazing. The Oregon coast was amazing. Um, Samuel H. Boardman State Park uh, or Scenic Corridor or whatever in Oregon is a favorite. Um, Cape Kiwanda and Pacific City. That was another another favorite, of course. Um, and then, yeah, just amazing places all around. We actually made it all the way up to, uh, you know, through Oregon up to the top of Washington and went up to. Um, Cape Flattery, which was great. That's the furthest northwestern point in the country. Um, really, really, really pretty up there. And also um, a really amazing place by uh, um, kind of by Forks uh, is called uh, the Callalock Campgrounds is where we camped. And then we went to Ruby Beach, which is pretty close to that. Ruby Beach is a really amazing place. And then my favorite part of the trip, um, I think was actually not on the coast, but it was, um, a night spent at the historic lodge on Lake Crescent was just, and it had some, it had a lot to do with the weather being amazing, but like the restaurant there was so good. The, like the room we stayed in was amazing. The weather was incredible. Swam in the lake. It was just, um, yeah, it was pretty dang cool. I'm not going to lie. And then. Spent the last part of the trip on Vashon Island with my grandparents and then oh, nice. uh, came home. And it was, it was seriously just, it was great. It was a very long road trip, like I said, but it was, it was awesome. I highly recommend if you ever, I mean, I want to do that. If I ever get to the chance in my life to where I have like months off of work or something, I would do that same trip, but drag it out like way longer. Cause I could have just done that for so long. There were so many great places to camp cheap places to stay, great food, great coffee. Just, um, yeah, just so much to see through all of there, all of, all of that coast. And there's just these tiny little remote towns all along there that are, that are worth checking out. But yeah, it was, it was, it was really nice, but you know, good to be home. That's a lot that drive home from Washington to here just on the whatever highway that is through eastern Washington and
2: mm-hmm. Idaho is a
1: pretty boring drive. I'm not 84 lie. and 82? Yes. Yeah. Not super fun, but you know, we live and we learn. It was great. Good. It was a good trip. Really yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah, I'll probably I shared some photos of like the lodge um on on Twitter, but eventually I'll probably I'll probably post some um, oh, and coincidentally, when we got to Forks, they were actually having a their second annual Sasquatch Festival the, on Memorial Day weekend, which was kind of funny. Um, weird, weird coincidence and timing there. We also went down to La Push and it's always funny, like the leftover Twilight stuff that exists in Forks and that area, because <laughs> <laughs> like no one cares about Twilight anymore. But there's still like buildings that have um, like uh like cardboard cutouts of the characters and the windows and stuff it's really weird and and if you drive down to la push from um from forks uh, of course La Push is where the um the werewolves live and there's a treaty line sign as you're driving down the highway out to La <laughs> push oh, that no. says vampires not welcome um if you go to three rivers it's it's right outside of three rivers resort and guide uh they there's like a little they have like a whole thing there, but that's where the signs are. And they have like a, um, treaty line signs. They have a weird thing that says Stephanie Meyer day. I don't know what day Stephanie Meyer day is, but they have a big sign. That Let's says find Stephanie out. Day. Yeah. But it says <laughs> Still, no vampires beyond this point. September 13th. Line. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> must that's have... The date of character, Bella Swan's birthday. Oh, that's good. Anyway, oh, I
1: knew that really, <laughs> That's that's great. No, did not know that. (laughs) I know. Anyway, so did that. Um, yeah, I haven't been, I haven't been really on my movie grind. Um, seeing seeing some this weekend. Hopefully, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been. I probably talked about how I, I was watching, uh, been watching Twin Peaks a a little bit Mm -hmm. here and there. I have to finish Succession as well, and Mm -hmm. Barry. I have to start the last season of that. So. You know got a lot got a lot of big things coming the weather in Salt Lake right now is just super pleasant, so um, yeah,
2: it's surprisingly great it's for good May. to be
1: home.
0: It's very good to be home. what about what about you guys,
1: Trevor? what's going on with you?
0: um so I'm still I've been listening to you, but just looking through the coasts of Washington and Northern California. I'm just wishing it's, that I could be there.
1: It's a uh, great, it's all uh, great, man. Uh, if you, I mean, the Oregon coast is the most populated coast of those places yeah. that we went. There's like a lot of at like real towns <laughs> in all those places, <laughs> like that have actual services and whatnot. Um, but California, seriously, that the lost coast in California, it is, it is crazy how, uh, just like really out there you are.
0: I don't um, think I've been to, I haven't been to any of the places that you mentioned. But I've been to um, Bodega Bay. Bodega Bay is cool, man. Been to that part of the um, the state. I've got an uncle that lives in uh, Santa Rosa. Nice. It's one of the Santas up there. I think it's Santa Rosa. Um, so I have been to like Northern California and I've been to the beaches up there. And they're gorgeous. Like they're definitely a different kind of gorgeous and fun Dude. from like Southern California beaches. But
1: yeah. I mean the landscape is just so much more dramatic up there. Yeah. It's like For sure. you really you really start to see the difference. And then when you get like the coastal redwoods plus that it's just it's just so it's yeah. so cool, man.
0: It's a really cool part of the country. I
1: went to this one place called Fort Ross on the coast. It's this old Russian fort that um was built in I don't know. It's like a it's a state park. Oh, was built in 1836. There was a Russian colony that was out there. Huh. Um And there was like, and there's some weird, like kind of integration stuff with some like native tribes, both from like up north in Alaska that came down to help them like hunt seals and some other like Northern California native tribes. Um, But yeah, there's really cool history there. Um, Some of the original buildings are still standing as well from, from all those years ago. So yeah, it's really crazy little like fort that just exists on this like really remote part of the California coast it's it's really interesting um that was really was was really cool uh there's a whole area part, part of the coast called Sea Ranch and it was like this weird like master plan community um that it like they all these houses are built like with a similar architecture it's very it's very strange um and it looks kind of culty but it, it it's cool uh, but there's just seriously there's so many cool lighthouses out there, um, just all the it's just man what
2: what a place! I'm just sad you weren't there in sixteen days why at Fort Ross uh, because you missed the leather bag workshop Craftsman <laughs> Warren Doyle.
1: that is too bad.
2: <laughs> I'd kind like to learn to make a leather bag,
1: me too. That's cool. There's actually a couple places I uh, didn't stop um that I would like to go back to that are on on the lost coast but seriously some of that stuff is just so hard to get to cuz it's so far but um yeah i met some some funny people along the coast there were like some people doing backpacking trips along the along the lost coast which would also be a pretty fun thing to do at some point but hmm. anyway yeah uh good good it's god's country out there man it's good stuff Anyway, Trevor, what's
0: what's going on? What's what's popping? Sorry, I got distracted again. I was looking at Russian Gulch. Um, oh, that, yeah, it's all cool. It was Memorial Day weekend, right? Yes, it was. I'm not losing my mind. Okay, uh, it was Memorial Day weekend, and through um, the virtues of my work schedule, I ended up with a four day weekend, nice instead of a traditional three day, and that was fantastic. Um, it was after because I was on call. And on call, I'm sure I've explained before, basically it's like I'm working 11 days in a row and (laughs) it's very miserable. So you get paid to be on call, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, even if you don't get called in, right? Yeah. No, we get like a bonus for that week that we're on call. In addition to like the additional time that we work, we get paid Mm. for that. So good. Financially on call doesn't suck, but on call sucks a lot. Yeah. Um, so Friday was basically just like catching up on sleep, um, to be honest. And then Saturday, I'm going to get some stuff mixed up. Saturday, we um, Charlie and I just hung out and we just did just stay-at-home stuff. And then Sunday, we went to my sister's for dinner. I've got a sister and a nephew whose birthday are the same day. It's May 23rd. Ooh. And we usually do, we usually celebrate birthdays on Sunday for Sunday dinner. And they both have a favorite of carbonara. And so Mm. my brother-in-law made carbonara for dinner. Um, and we just got together and hung out. And after dinner, we just played board games until 1130 or midnight or something like that. Um, the dream. (laughs) Charlie got to hang out with their cousins and had a sleepover. I went back and grabbed them the next morning for Memorial day. We usually do uh, a Memorial day breakfast. Um, My dad's old law partner does. He's got a cabin and he just invites anybody that wants to be there. Um, And he just makes pancakes and bacon and eggs for days. And it's a great time. It's a great breakfast. And just, you just get to hang out with a lot of people. You don't get to see that often. Uh, A lot of family, friends and stuff. I had forgotten that that was a thing until like the day before. And I texted my parents. I texted my dad and was like, oh, hey, is D still doing his Memorial Day breakfast this year? Are we invited? What's the story there? And then my dad responded saying, I have no idea. I'm in Vermont <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> with your mom. <laughs> and I totally forgot. My parents are in Vermont. They just bought a piece of land um, out in Vermont. Uh, my hmm. mom is from Vermont for I'm what part sure of vermont she want. she's from a tiny little town called heinsburg is that and where they bought land right. as well not quite so let me see if i can find the actual town where they bought land so she grew up in heinsburg and it's just a tiny little town near ish burlington um
1: that's awesome yeah of right. so st george
0: <laughs>
1: is that no. is that a town in northern vermont is yeah it, it is <laughs>
2: Oh, I, I know,
0: I know Hinesburg and Burlington and Virgin's, which I think is also right next to it. Okay. they're close. Anyway. Um, so they're in Vermont, They they just bought some land out there. My mom, um, to give you a little wow. bit of family history, moved to Utah to go to BYU when she after she graduated high school, met my dad, they got married. She stayed in Utah and wasn't able to go back to Vermont until, um, my older brother was in third grade, so I would have been in first grade. So it would have been like 10, 12 years before yeah. she, after she moved out here, before she was able to go back for the first time. Um, She's been back then. And then a few years later, she went back again with us. She did two separate trips with like half the kids. So the first trip was with the three oldest. And then the next trip was with the three youngest at the time and took us back when I was in second grade. Um, I think it was, we went to Vermont. Uh, hung out there for a few weeks, and then we went on a big, massive family trip across most of the country in an RV, hit up Vermont for a few weeks then. Uh, But basically, my mom just hasn't really spent a whole lot of time back home ever since she got married. Um, And her favorite thing about Vermont is Lake Champlain and just lakes in general. But Lake Champlain is absolutely gorgeous um, at all times of the year. Um, so she always wanted to. One of her like hobbies is just looking on Zillow for like lakefront property or just property near water. Um, she loves being near the water. Um, and most of the time she comes across stuff that's like millions of dollars that like nobody's ever going to be able to afford. But yeah, she finally found a piece of land that I think is about a half acre and is currently without a building on it. Um, Mm -hmm. but that means that like you can there's no like property rules. It's not zoned like to be just a house so they could do whatever they want there. Um, so they finally found a piece of land that was reasonable price. They bought it and they've spent the last week or so being out there visiting family, but also checking out the land, seeing what it would take to build a house or a small cabin, or just like put a trailer on it or something just so uh, it's basically just going to be something that my mom can go travel to and just go be by the lake in Vermont. It's pretty amazing. romantic. They finally yeah. were able to do that. So that's what they spent that's so cool, man. Burlington seems like such an
1: awesome place. I was just like, every time I, this comes up, I just want to buy a Vermont green jersey. But I, uh, mm. like that whole area just seems so great. Everyone I know that's like spent time there. I had a friend that went to, to college and, uh. University of Vermont, I guess. I don't know what one is in Burlington, but she loved it. Loved being there and I'm just like, man, I I want to go there so bad. I like maybe this fall or next fall or
2: something. But their training Tops have Ben & Jerry's as the
1: I know, because Ben & Jerry's oh, yeah. is like a famous Vermont business. We've That's
0: great.
2: Tour the Ben & Jerry's factory?
0: Uh, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Definitely recommend doing that when you go up there.
1: Um, I, sorry, I literally, I just saw Mike McGee and I thought it was Bradley Cooper. (laughs) He really does exactly (laughs) like him. It's weird. Um, Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's super cool for them, man. Good for them.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at, I swear that it's near Shelburne is where they bought the land. It's just a tiny little town tiny little road that just has like a couple of homes on it but it just ends Dude, that's awesome like right lake.
1: right there by the shelburne bay park
0: somewhere somewhere in that that's place sweet. i'm gonna look it up and i'll actually like post a link to where it is so you guys can see it but yeah it's just it's right on it's lakefront front property on lake Champlain that's undeveloped at this point Dude, um that's awesome. so that's really cool. I'm really excited. They're planning on, or I'm planning on anyway, um, going out there hopefully this coming summer or fall. Um, I really want to take Charlie back there to see a fall in New England. Um, because mm. it's the greatest thing in the world. Um yeah, just New England fall like Utah Falls. If you like fall in Utah, like yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. times like a lot in in New England. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So Man, that's so awesome. Good for them. I love that. Um, but other than that, we just did Memorial Day stuff. We had a big breakfast. We hung out. Um, we went to Matt's house with Colin. It also showed up. Charlie and I and Colin showed up and Matt hosted us for several board games. Um, excuse me. Um, one of which, I really wish we'd played quantitative easing again. I know that like we made the argument that it would kind of be ruined. I think it would have yeah. been a lot more not a lot more fun, but a different version of fun than yeah, what I it think was. Right. So quantitative easing was the first one we mm-hmm. played. Basically, to give you the quick rundown of the game, you're a country and there's several like companies all across the world that need to be bailed out. And since you're a country, you can just pay however much you want because you're just printing your own money. And so each company like comes up and everything's a blind bid there's only one person that sees all of the bids and they determine or they just tell whoever the highest bid is but they don't ever reveal the amount so you have very little information regarding how much people are paying for these things and it just ends up getting pretty ridiculous with how much um things start going for because at the beginning people are trying to buy them for cheap and then it just gets to be insane and ridiculous. And, uh, but the catch is if you end the game, at some point you just run out of companies. You add up how many, you get different points for buying different companies from different countries or different types of companies or buying all the same companies. Like you get different amount of points for different strategies that you take in buying these companies. Um, but at the end of the game, whoever spends the most money loses, they can't win. So you're trying to buy all these things, but also not spend the most money. It, it's really fun, really creative, and we had a blast. And I lost pretty pretty hard at the game. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, I got I got smoked. Uh, but anyway, then after that, we played Fiction, which is like a Wordle. It's Wordle, but with a twist where you're playing against the person who chooses the word and they get to tell you if you, what letters you get correct and all that, but they get a lie about it at every stage. So you got, you're trying to figure out the word. We're also trying to, it's just an even more logic puzzle. You're trying to follow the lie throughout the whole game. So it's a lot of fun. Um, what was the last one we played? We played that last game for a while, didn't we? And now wavelength? I just wavelength. I always, I forget that we played wavelength played wavelength as well which is a good party game um yeah so we were there matt cooked up some steaks cooked up some brats for us um we all had a good memorial day game night basically it was a lot of fun had a blast I enjoyed it we should do it again
2: all right
0: i think we can make that happen yeah that was pretty much it that's what i've been up to what have you done that
2: nice, man yeah. So Monday, um, I had some people over for a uh, game night. Um no what, so, what games did you play? Uh I don't remember. I didn't I definitely okay. didn't track them in an app that I use specifically for uh tracking how many games I play and which games and who wins and definitely didn't do that. Uh yeah. I think it would take someone with a real nerdy quality to do that. And I think we all know that's not me. Um 've yeah, certainly be, done,
0: Writes an entire newsletter on board games too. Yeah,
2: um, I've also been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom still, mm-hmm. uh, which remains incredible. Um, I didn't, I didn't know quite what to expect, and I'm not going to go into detail, of course, because people are still discovering the game, and it's a game really built around that discovery. Um, but I didn't know how they would take what they did in Breath of the Wild and turn it into something uh, more, I guess, something different. Uh, but I think they did that extremely well. And it's just just a really impressive feat. Uh, the game plays really well. It's beautiful to look at. Uh, yeah, it's just a an all-around great time. Um, I also, I ended up having a steak night on Friday with some friends. We also played games then. Um, so I've had a lot of steak over the last week, which has been a good time. Uh, I, and then Tuesday, I made a, like a Thai steak salad type thing. Some toasted rice powder and some lime. And I, I think it was pretty tasty. Uh, but it's hard to go wrong with sous vide steak seared on both sides. Like yeah. The amount of actual work is minimal. Um, and then finally, because we didn't actually do Bev Talk. Um, I bought these. Ooh, it's a, a Jelly Belly brand oh, no. seltzer. I
1: saw those,
2: and uh, I'm sad to say, just so by par. Lacroix. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're they're fine. Like they taste like any other store brand seltzer, uh, okay. which I enjoy. Like, don't get me wrong, that is a good quality. Um, but if you're going to be Jelly Belly, a, a company known for like flavors that feel spot on, right? Their orange sherbet, sherbet, uh, it's good. It's not amazing. Uh, Watermelon, yeah, it's fine. So uh, I would not recommend the Jelly Belly Sparkling Waters unless it's on sale and then get it because if you're just going to buy like Waterloo or Kroger brand or whatever, you might as well get the one with the the candy name. Uh, And then the rest of my social hour updates we're just kind of playing the waiting game we're nine days until Ginny's due date and uh
0: it's yeah, crazy no.
2: yeah it feels crazy that's awesome we love so, it it um, uh doesn't get
0: less crazy that makes for a while. sense yeah just fyi
2: oh boy no i'm excited it's gonna be great but uh it'll be a big change and a lot mm-hmm. of work speaking of babies Ethan uh, Kershaw,
0: our good buddy, um, brought his baby into the press box and kind of said hi to everybody with his kid, who is that's still her. brand spanking new and super adorable. I love that.
2: So shouts out. Very, to Ethan.
0: That's very
2: nice. Anyway, remind me to uh, get you guys credentials to uh, the podcast platform so you can post if you'd like while I'm. Depending on what time frame things happen in and I don't know. I don't know. Well, you taking paternity leave from the podcast? Is that what's happening? I mean, I probably should take at least a week off. Yeah, probably. At but least one week. Yeah. <laughs> Company mandated. Yeah. But I've got to get back so we can rake in the money still. Uh speaking of if you haven't signed up for a thousand dollar Patreon tier, now's the time to do it. Uh there are only two seats left, so
0: Mal post a link on Twitter where you can. I well, where you can join that. Yep. There you go. All did right. You, well, did you really just tweet something? Me no. <laughs>
2: <Like> <laughs> Kyle,
0: you just paused for a second. and said, there you go. As if you tweeted something. Oh for
2: no. no. Okay. Um, should we talk news? We should. All right. What uh, What news is there? First, there's this tournament called the soccer tournament. (laughs) What do they do there? Uh, I don't know. The second item we've got here, the documents being updated in real time. This is amazing. Yeah, I guess that belongs on there too. Uh, The second item we've got is that Jason Kreiss and some other guy from England are out at Inter-Miami. Somebody said this is the third time that Jason Christ has been fired from his job. I mean... At, in, at an mls team i mean i yes although i don't know that i'd count this one he was an assistant under uh phil neville i think okay neville. But I think isn't is that right? a
1: little weird though to like fire both the coach and an assistant at the same time
0: no i mean usually the head coach when they get hired they bring on like their crew or or they develop With- a guy that's like yeah, but is Jason Price part of Phil Neville's crew? He was. I have he's no been idea. Like, but I know that's that what's he's,
1: weird to me is like you I think, so. I, what I, I I think. What I think is I'm interesting is, about that is like they're not. They're like, hey, this guy's definitely not the intern manager,
0: right? Because <laughs> like, yeah. you would think that. I, that's just weird. I think. I mean, it, it it would be weird for like Jason Christ to be like tied to phil neville like that's weird but i guess what i'm saying is it's not weird to fire the head coach and a couple of the assistants at the same time like that happens they yeah, that, oftentimes come fair. as like a package deal
1: maybe it could, i it's higher be like, profile but it's just fascinating that like yeah we even like i even know about that
0: i mean it would be of, a lot of fun if there was like a clause in jason crisis contract that was like if the head coach is fired he becomes the interim manager and Miami was like, Nope, we're not honoring that. You're fired too.
2: <laughs> I mean that that could have been it, right? They they're trying to for a clean break and the person helming that clean break, at least in an interim capacity, <laughs> Javier Morales. So uh, take a couple minutes, be sad about that, pause the Wait podcast. A minute, what? So yeah,
1: Javier, Javier Morales is the interim manager of Inter Miami. <laughs>
0: I didn't, that's that's brand new to me i didn't hear that part <laughs> i'm just before. i'm just hearing of this for the first time, <laughs> <laughs> time well wow, i didn't crazy. i didn't know that i'm just hearing this for the first time yeah that's crazy i thought he was just an academy coach is he like actually or did he get promoted U- from academy coach to first team interim he
2: coach coach of the u17s now is interim coach so i mean yeah yes i guess that's a promotion yeah. that's weird yeah, I'm that's why watching. I think it's Miami weird that now. they
1: fired. <laughs> that's why I think it's weird they fired Jason a little bit because it's like, I don't know. Even you have Jason Christ as like an assistant coach. He should at least be able to handle interim duties, but I don't
0: know. I would whatever. love if we found out that it is like a contract thing. Like if he becomes interim, they have to like double his pay or something like that. So they're like, <laughs> no, forget it. Bye bye. We'll take yeah. one of our academy guys and make him so we don't have to pay him a whole bunch of money.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I guess so this is Javi's first time being in charge of an MLS club. I guess we'll see what happens if uh, it goes well or not. Miami uh have the shocking record last in the Eastern Conference with 15 points from 15 games.
2: Ooh, oh, oh, that's pretty bad. A terrible
1: it. amount of points to have from 15 games. Um just absolute embarrassment to RSL's sixteen points from fifteen games. So
0: oh, I thought we had sixteen games, do we not? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> we we have a game in hand over some of the other teams That's, that right. That's what
0: it was. We have the game in hand.
1: I don't know. Uh like so, the bottom like it's yeah, anyway, sorry.
2: I, I think we should point out that inter Miami's also been under sanctions for uh their designated <laughs> player uh snafu. For cheating. For cheating, yeah, for cheating. <laughs> Pretty um, funny. Which, uh, there is an RSL connection here. I don't know if you know this. What are Jason Price and and Javier Morales
0: or something else?
2: Uh, no, that uh, current club technical director, oh, uh, that (laughs) was at Inter Miami,
0: presumably
2: (laughs) during the time in which they would have cheated, yeah, in a technical director capacity, I believe. Uh-huh.
1: Um, what are you trying to say, here man?
2: There, but it's a connection, and I think it's very interesting.
1: He 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 didn't personally So when when they did get fined in 2021, um, the penalties included a two million dollar fine to the club and a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine for managing owner Jorge Mas. In addition, Paul McDonough, Inter Miami's COO and sporting director at the time, for the infractions has been suspended through the end of 2022, and MLS also imposed a reduction of $2,271,250 in allocation dollars for the 2022 and 2023 seasons. So they've been under a $2.2 million allocation money sanction last season and this season. So, yeah. (laughs) I think that's
2: substantial. I don't know how much... I, I definitely don't, don't mean to imply that Kurt Schmidt cheated while he was there. Yeah, it's
1: just interesting that he was there <laughs> while He, he they... left
2: in January 2021. The The sanctions were announced very shortly thereafter.
1: Yeah, but the inv- investigation launched in August of 2020,
2: so... Oh, yeah. So he, <laughs> he wasn't f- cited in any of the documents. No, he
1: wasn't. It's just funny. Well,
2: like um, there's no way he wasn't like... Well, it, so
1: the investigation was into Blaise Matweedy, but, um, but it, the violations included the incorrect roster de- categorization for Matweedy and Andres Reyes, who should have occupied a designated player spot. Uh, violations also included undisclosed agreements that resulted in the underreporting of salary budget amounts for players Leonjo Gonzalez Perez, Nicolas Figal, and Julian Carranza. So, um,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> it's just weird. You yeah. know. It's just something that that's a thing that happened, I guess.
2: And uh um, Kurt Schmidt was technical director at that time. So he was. Presumably the same Respect. sort of role that he serves now. I don't know what that role is particularly <laughs> in relation to what a general Let's manager does.
1: He beat a charge and we'd love to see it. <laughs>
2: um and then I thought this tweet was pretty good from I can't, I can't pronounce that. There are too many Y's in that, but uh, it's RSL is under tough sanctions or sorry, RSL is also under tough sanctions. Just so happens that those sanctions are self-imposed by ownership, <laughs> refusing to adequately invest in the org as a whole. Andre, I think well, that's a pretty good tweet. <laughs> Who
0: would have uh, tweeted something as clever as that? Uh, no one knows, man.
1: Everyone's I'm. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm tr- I I was unfortunately on Twitter a lot today, just because there was a lot of annoying things happening today. But it's true, um,
0: there were a lot of annoying things. Happening just since last today. night, I've been on
1: Twitter a lot, and I don't. I haven't liked. I haven't liked that. Um. But yeah, the other thing that's been going on is the uh, U20 World Cup, which has been really fun. Uh, the USA team has won four games um all three of their group games first knockout round which is the first time any u.s national team has won four games at an international tournament like this at a world cup i think or maybe it's any international tournament i don't know it's probably a world cup but anyway um no team had ever won three games in the group stage which is pretty pretty interesting no draws which is which is great And RSL's own Diego Luna has been playing in a lot of these games. He's been playing primarily as a false nine next to Cade Cowell. And it's been very fun to watch. It's been really, it's been really entertaining. He's a good player. He's a pretty, he's a, he's a good player and he's a very entertaining player. And you can hear it on the broadcast. Like the crowd loves this guy. I wonder if uh,
0: he'll, he'll bring that back to RSL be a better player than when he left <laughs> Dude, when I watch when I
1: watch whatever this is this is depressing because of how much I love Demir but whenever I watch whatever Demir is trying to do out there on the field I'm just like I,
0: I don't know I think we know somebody who might be able to do better
1: I like I it feels sick to say that like, I just would rather see I don't know you know last night was just a struggle and I have a lot of feelings about <laughs> it um yeah. When I watch um, what Danny did in the first half, it's just like, i we gotta get. We gotta get remind Diego me to tell minutes. you why
2: I think we need to be playing Demir Krylik. Okay. And why I don't think that's necessarily a good thing.
1: Reminder, remind Matt set about for like why we have to play Demir. Okay. Oh, no, we're yeah. just putting in the docs. So, uh, They beat New Zealand on whatever day. I think it was Tuesday. Um, They play in the next round on Sunday, and Diego Luna against New Zealand had two assists. Um, His two assists uh, weren't like extraordinary. I guess Uh, he did play a key part in in the United States' third goal, where um, he led a very impressive break, where uh, he bodied off a couple guys and from New Zealand players just they could not he's got such a low spongebob like center of gravity that he just is very tough to take the ball from and um he's just quick he's good at dribbling and set up the third goal very well he almost scored the the third goal actually he played it to Cade cowell who played it back across diego luna tried to flick it into the goal there were a couple guys in the way and then it fell um to another american player who buried it but yeah that was great to see he's been he's been really fun he's really fun next to someone like Cade Cowell I don't know if you guys have watched him play too much other than when he ruined us last season
0: (laughs) I love Cade Cowell he's such a spaz I've loved him from the first time I saw him he's just a
1: freak if you go to his Instagram too he's like a he's got like a whole funny I like the way he dresses like a cowboy sometimes it cracks me up but
0: um, he's very good I enjoy him
1: Type of kid that's had a mustache since he was like ten. It's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty wild. Um, that was also anyway. me.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, that I
1: cool. don't, I don't have that type. Type. You of swag. and Kid Cal are one and the same. I've always said this. Know. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to measure. We uh, United States haven't played like amazing teams so far. Ecuador is really good. Slovakia was okay. Fiji, New Zealand. New Zealand was uh, Slovakia was
2: Slovakia coached by Albert Rusnak, of course.
1: Yeah, Albert yes. Rusnak Sr. is the coach of uh, Slovakia. Um, and we handled them pretty well. Luna scored in, I think it was that game. I can't remember. Or maybe it was Fiji. I don't know. He scored and he's gotten some some good assists. So it's pretty nice. It's It's been fun to watch him. Um, it's This is just leading to him making a move. <laughs> I honestly think... <laughs> I think South America would be a cool move for him if he went and played in, like, I don't know, like for an Argent, Argentinian team, maybe. I wouldn't. Th- don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. Or maybe that's a Brazilian a team. I
0: don't think, like, I'm trying to, like, how many MLS players have, like, been sold to, outside of Savarino? Not a ton. Been sold to South America. I know we've had several that have, like, gone to South America from MLS. Or they come to MLS from there yeah. and go back. But I don't think there's been a whole lot of like sales to South America.
1: Yeah, I don't think there have been that. Yeah, I I haven't really tracked it too much, honestly. But yeah, he just his style just seems I don't know, kind of well suited from the players that come from those leagues here. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, we played the galaxy yesterday. Um, Let me just start out by saying Mm. the weather was amazing yesterday. It was great to see my friends. Great Mm -hmm, to get tacos.
2: mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Great to enjoy the weather it was in was yeah. the tacos
2: we got to see a top 5 goal of may 31st 2023 that's one true. of the best five goals i saw that day yeah it's Paulo ruiz one? with a oh. great free kick you know right Generally, before he took
1: that i was kind of th- i was thinking man I, I explicitly said to colin i was like this guy does not score direct from free kicks but he has been getting close and like, this season, he's hit, he's hit the bar a couple of times.
0: He's had a couple um, that were saved. They're really good saves. Yeah.
1: And I just really wanted to... I mean, I, I feel like I spoke that one into existence a little bit, which is great.
2: Thanks. So. Um, it was a fun moment, so I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it was, it was was it was great. So, man. Well, I was legitimately let's, let's
0: losing my mind at that goal, and I was like, this is it. This is the moment. Like, we're going to win this game. Yeah. And then... So... <laughs>
1: We rolled out our, our classic four four two. We started with Gavin Beavers in this game, which should be noted because uh, Zach Math got a concussion last game but played for another like, tw- like 20, 30 minutes after he got his concussion and then was subbed off at halftime and replaced by Gavin Beavers. So um, that's something that's notable, I guess. Uh, Anelli, Silva, Vera, Brody along the back. So Glad was out with yellow card suspension, which... Uh, sucks because he's good. Um, and then Gomez on the right, which was an interesting change. I don't think we've seen him on the right yet, if I remember correctly, but or excuse no, me.
2: Go- on the go- left, yeah. On the left, excuse okay. me.
1: Gomez was on the left. Um, Saverino was on the right in his natural position. We haven't seen Gomez on the left, if if I remember correctly. But anyway, Ojeda yeah, Ruiz in the middle, yeah. Krylock and Musovsky up top, which... Um, I guess we will get to. <laughs> um, Galaxy were notably without Chicharito for this game, he was on red card suspension. Ricky Pooch was playing and was good. Uh, really Jovalich up top with Ricky Pooch, who played kind of like a false nine thing, he was um, dropped in the midfield quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Ricky yeah. Pooch was like far and away, I thought, like way better than most of their players on that team. Um, Neil on the back line, he's a young national team player. He's a good center back next to Casares. Um Neil had some really uh really clutch tackles. But anyway, this game, <laughs> this game sucked. Um, I just have to say. But we should go through this real quick. I'm gonna pull up some clips we I should have Go through
0: saved. it real quick.
1: Yeah, I, you know, that's fine. Why can't I? I don't know, um, Trevor. You were in the press box for this one. Yep. Matt, you were in your seats. I was yeah, in the was. south end. Um, you know, attendance was honestly it ended up being better than I expected. Um, but it it was a very slow filling crowd. <laughs> like, it, mm-hmm. it like it took like took like two thirds of the way through the first half for it to be like as full as it got. I was
0: yeah, and it wasn't a very exciting... <sighs>
1: and the south it wasn't end was very actually more crowd
0: outside of the south end. The south end was rock and rolling for most of the game. Um I know they're trying to do a couple new chants. They're trying to get people to learn new chants so they could do new chants and stuff. And I I know I heard a couple them roll out a couple of them that I haven't heard before. Yeah. Um South end was great. It the rest was stadium was empty, very, relatively though. Very um quiet. Just yeah, quiet. It, not into what they were saying, right? No, not at all. Um, who scored? Has the attendance listed as? Excuse me, seventeen seven. Mm, okay, I think that's helped a lot by us playing. Yeah, seventeen thousand seven hundred sixty-two. Us playing the LA Galaxy. Who there are always a lot of so Galaxy well fans here.
1: there. That's for sure.
0: Anytime we play LA, um, and probably add Seattle to that list, we it they just have a lot of fans that come. Um, but yeah, it it was not a very lively crowd. Yeah. but It it was a Wednesday. It was a a school night team. Yeah. I, I I don't want to rehash this whole thing again, but there, there wasn't 17,000 people there. Yeah. So
1: I think maybe by the end we were ish. I don't know. Anyway. So, uh, seventh minute, Ricky Pooch gets the ball at the top of the, uh, semicircle on the eighteen. He makes Brian Ojeda miss way too easily. Like Brian Ojeda,
2: um it's not very good defensively. I don't even know that it's that. I just he's not good defensively. He's, he's not, not good defensively. No. Oh, I don't yeah, okay. and he's, not, defensive. he's
1: not great offensively either. So I like if if we really execute his buyout, it's gonna be anyway. Um just a pretty simple cutback makes uh, turns Ojeda and then Ricky Pooch take, takes an outside of the foot shot from distance, goes just wide. Um, you know, <laughs> like I said, he was like the only he's the only player that looked dangerous for the Galaxy for for quite some time. Um, we really weren't doing much of a lot for most of this first half. Um 29th minute, Gomez gets uh, you know takes off a defender. Uh, After a long ball uh, played from the back, um, hits it at the keeper. But that was like I think our first like decent chance. Uh, Just really, Galaxy are so bad. Like uh, I should also mention, we were playing at home against the worst team in the league. Uh, They had fifteen points, I think, going into less than that. Sorry, no, they twelve points. Um, (laughs) Twelve points going into this game. They have fifteen now after beating us. But I think Um, anyway, bottom of the league going into this game. Not great. Anyway, Gomez gets his chance, uh, misses it. And like literally the rest of this first half, I I don't know. I was, re- I was re-watching it earlier and I was almost blown away by how. Like I was having fun because I was with my friends. But I was like, man, <laughs> watching this on TV was rough. Uh, 46 minute in that first minute of stoppage time. Uh, handball is called on, uh, was it on Demir? It was on remember. Demir.
0: That's what I was told. Yep.
1: Um, yeah. What do you guys think about this call?
2: I thought it was actually really clear cut, but really hard to see. Like there wasn't a quality angle or there was a good angle. The video on the angle was low quality. It looked like it was shot with a GoPro from 2008. Did they have GoPros in 2000? They did, right? I'm sure they did. It's probably about when they came out. Um, but it, it was just very hard to see what was going on. Um, but I think Demir's got his arm outstretched, it hits his arm, hits the ground. Like Yeah, we um, yeah. can't when do we that. F-
0: first saw the first replay, they showed a replay from like of the initial shot hitting the player's arm that was clearly tucked, and everybody at least in the press box, a lot of people saw that initial replay and was like, that's not even close, you can't call that. And then they showed the replay of Demir's arm being out. And I think pretty much everybody in the press box was like, Yeah, okay, that's that's a penalty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that they was were really get mad about that one. It was a penalty.
1: Yeah, that was. And then they tried. To, yeah. Anyway, it, there was some confusion there because uh, right after that, a ball hit Danny on, in the arm, but he had it tucked, and so there was confusion about it being called on Danny because that that one was much easier to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was literally right after. So when I saw it in stadium, I thought they were calling it on Danny because he didn't call it till after. But when it hit Danny, Ricky Pooch was also calling for a handball, so I was I was very confused for until i uh rewatched the the broadcast today but anyway so they bury uh the penalty go into the half up one zero um which is let's see if i think cody kershaw was st- tweeting some of these stats but i think that was the first away goal they had scored since like the beginning of march or something
0: yes it's since like the first or second goal or <laughs> game of the season something like that um <laughs> It's
1: just
2: yeah. inexcusable, right? Like
1: its I mean it's a penalty, I get it. But like and Pablo called it an extremely soft penalty, but like I, I don't know. I like that look whatever. Um halftime comes around. I went upstairs, uh got to see Trevor, Josh, Andy, uh other RSL show guys. Um I think yeah, it was Alex up there. And then uh got to see John Jenna for a while. That was great. Nice. um yeah, got to talk to him for a minute. Um, oh, good to see him. Yeah. So that was sweet. And that was the highlight <laughs> of the game for, uh, well, it was anyway. So, 51st minute, uh, Saverino takes a really nice corner, puts it right at exactly where you want it at the top of the six. And Danny Musovski wins the header over Jonathan Bond. Um, and it's a great header from Danny, who I thought had a very not good first half um danny was trying to do those little heel flick things uh often to no one um and i was pretty frustrated with him in the first half but i was he i thought he had a much better second half in fact he got close to scoring on another one and if he would have shot on another chance he had it would have felt like he uh had a really good chance of scoring but anyway he looked more a lot a lot more confident in in the second half um yeah so great header from danny um I don't know. Bad he's a he's a weird weird player, so <laughs> I don't really I don't really know I, what's going on with him. I love um, watching
2: the goalkeeper in that moment uh, because he like just barges into the group of players and doesn't yeah. like it, it. feels intentionless. Yeah, and I think it's very funny.
1: It it's awesome. Um, Sixty second minute. soverino cuts to his nice little spot there um, and gets the ball to Ojeda uh, just outside the eighteen. Takes like a kind of like a. Chipped curling shot. That's kind of a, I don't know. He hits it with it's kind of strange technique. It's going back post. Um forces like a, a really good save out of Bond, but it's the way he hits it is very weird. It's like it's a mix between a chip shot and he's like a it's a bending ball to the back. I don't know. Um interesting shot. Almost worked. Uh forced Bond into a good save. So 60 second minute, we're knocking on the door again, which was great. Um and then let's see, it was uh Saverino got it. it was it was on a breakaway um like a counterattack. Saverino got taken down. I think it was Sovrino. just outside the top of the 18, um, leading to this free kick opportunity. I thought that was interesting. I don't know if you guys remember watching Brian Vera's uh Brian Veras highlight reel, but he's he was a free kick taker <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. and he scored some free direct free kicks. So our three people we had you know uh for this free kick was vera crylock and pablo ruiz um which i it would have been funny to see vera take I kind of would have liked that but pablo ruiz really just hits it perfectly and just nestles side netting um and that was so sick it was so good and and as trevor said this is the moment where i was like oh we're going to win this game cuz the galaxy yeah. suck
2: yeah, and they, and they looked like mad, us, right? Yeah. It was Ricky Pooch and then a bunch of other players who weren't doing anything and meaningful. And even Ricky Pooch wasn't like—I mean, he was
0: their most threatening he player, looked, but he wasn't threatening. Yeah. Well, he looked yeah.
1: dangerous, but what he was like—he was often setting up other players who were just like completely making a mess out of the passes he was playing. Yeah. Like I, I was like, man, I, I said to Colin and Dustin multiple times, I was like, man, it's good they don't have anyone else that's dangerous right now because because Ricky Pooch is just like. He's got no one else doing anything. So Yeah, but
0: even when he was like taking shots, like I think in the first half, um I think he took f- four shots, three or four shots and all of them were blocked except for one. Like yeah. he was being defended well. Yeah. Well, and there was
2: there was no one to drop players around and Yeah, like, like, like there's, there's definitely there reasons for it, but very like- bad LA Galaxy, right? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah.
1: so bad. That's what I'm so mad about this game is because this team sucks. Well, and we, you you were could talking, see it, dude.
0: Like, we were talking. I don't remember if I was telling you this, Kyle, but um, I was talking at halftime. I think it was Josh asked me um, how I think the game is going to go. And I think I said something like there's going to need to be a miracle or a penalty on either side because neither team looks like they're going to score a goal. Yeah. And that's why like once we got our two goals, I was like, oh, we're good. Got this in the bag because LA is so bad. Yeah. And they've been playing like, so bad no that. It, yeah. You it would take an absolute miracle for them to do any more than they did. And it turns out it didn't. It just took them playing 20 more minutes of soccer.
1: Yeah. It should be noted. Neither of our goals at this point had come from the run of play. Um, and... <laughs> I don't I like I don't know we still have a we still have a big problem around creating really good chances from the run of play and finishing the chances we get. Like we Galaxy had somebody someone post, somewhere posted as three it's either three or four shots on target um and they scored three goals which is just a theme for this team like every team we yep. play against uh gets they score almost every goal they put on target yeah. like i don't know what that is because so if, yeah three goal three shots on target according to fat mob we had nine so no sorry four on target for the galaxy according to fat we had eight and yeah, our two was, came from
0: set pieces i so. was gonna say that like we honestly as a team i don't think we do have a problem creating mm-hmm. chances we have a problem creating quality chances and i think we've talked yeah. about that a little bit but as far as like number of shots, number of shots on target, like we're hitting the numbers that you like to see. We wish we that, had, they, that they would be more like high quality chances. But like we had
1: eleven yeah. shots inside the box, yeah. And we had, we had twenty shots eight in the game. on target, and we scored two, and they were from set pieces. Like, and one and I, was from outside the box.
0: We, we had he scored twice as many shots home,
2: throughout the game as LA did. I, I tend to think if you score two go- goals at home, like. You better be winning that game, right? Yeah. Two, two goals is nothing know. to sniff at. And no, the average not. goal scored in a game for a team is generally well below two.
1: Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're
2: talking 1.5 goals a game, maybe. And I, I, I think Arsenal did fine in that regard. Yeah. And I'd love to see him come from the run of play, but but we keep just, it's like we're mashing the B button, right? Just yeah. looking to score.
0: Well, and, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. this is the kind of team. This is exactly the kind of team that, like, you're going to get goals from free kicks and you're going to get goals from set pieces because those are really the high percentage chances that we have. The balls into the box from the corner are about as good as the chances we're ever going to get. Yeah. Because we don't have a lethal striker. We just have guys that know how to shoot, but none of them are really great finishers.
1: Yeah. So I should mention I like- also, um, uh we 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 didn't make any subs until the 80th minute in which we made three subs um halftime tyler boyd was brought in uh u.s international player formerly of new zealand um played in turkey i think for a while before uh coming over um he's a pretty good player (laughs) um he came in in the 46 just after half um Memo Rodriguez, Raheem Edwards came in in the 58th minute so that's just something notable because now we're in the 72nd minute um,
2: Gomez is prepping a change here and it's yeah. taken probably five minutes. Anderson Julio was getting set to come on.
1: Yeah um, and, uh, Gomez is chasing a ball a little bit um, Gomez who I think is kind of a little underrated defensively or maybe properly rated but he's I think he's good defensively Let's say he just takes a really lazy bite, lets his man go. And that move took Demir Krylock and Gomez out of the play. And so now they're into the midfield and they play one pass between our two midfielders. One pass cuts out both Paulo Ruiz and Brian Ojeda, who continually this is so obnoxiously constant with this team this whole season with the way our midfield is bad (laughs) and this is why i think it continues to be stupid to play this 4-4-2 with demir krylock pretending to be a striker instead of just playing with a third midfielder because we can we keep getting in this exact situation where a single pass cuts out our entire midfield of cons- consisting of two players <laughs> who are well, neither, like not super skilled defensively.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It cuts out our defensive midfielders who aren't defensive midfielders, but yeah.
1: And then we were playing with a left back at center back. It's just like, we're putting ourselves in such a bad position here. And also side note, Demir Krylak had uh, maybe just one really good chance. I thought where he, he had a late, a late arriving run and he shot from maybe the top of the box or just outside the box. And he almost scored. Um, but that's where I feel like he's at his strengths offensively when we especially when we don't have Aaron Herrera putting in crosses for him, is like Demir Krylock playing late arriving goals to the or well late late arriving runs from the midfield at goal. He's really good at that. And he never gets that he never gets the opportunity except for one little chance in this game. But anyway, this pass goes directly through our two midfielders right to Ricky Pooch, who is now running straight at our defensive line and has Tyler Boyd on his right. Um, I don't know who's in front of him, but memo notably is, I don't know if it's, oh, it might be Joe anyway, um, in front of him. And then Ricky Pooch is really fast. I don't know if people noticed this when we were playing yesterday, but he's really quick. And so the fact that we let him get this much space where we put ourselves in, in a position where we could, they could just pass it to him and then he could just run for 30 yards. Um, wasn't great. Anyway, he gets the ball to Memo, um, who gets it on the top um, uh, he, top of the 18. Um, Saverino takes a really lazy swing at it and moves himself five yards out of position because uh, Memo just simply cut. And now Memo's got a shot from distance. Obviously has a lot to do, um, but he, he, does uh, it. <laughs> he really does it. He absolutely yeah. just <laughs> bangs that ball to the far post right in front of my face. Um, I'm standing right behind that goal. And oh. it's just that's just a really good goal. I mean, there's not a lot you can do about it besides prevent it from happening. But like, you know,
2: and that's what I like. We let these wonder goals happen, right? But yeah, it, it felt like with awesome what comes right? before it. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly like that. It's like and Josh I,
1: Josh Wolf just waltzing into that position and just launching it or whatever.
2: And it's now become a position that players know they'll get open shots from. And that's really troubling to me. So I posted a screenshot of this moment. And by a screenshot, I mean a photograph of my computer screen. It's a screenshot. You can't take screenshots with Apple TV. Oh, or right. most streaming platforms these days, and I'm still mad about it. Um, but we've got six players in the box and one player just outside the box. So it's basically a, a four on seven attack here. Uh-huh and he still has acres of space and even if soverino like soverino bites but there's nobody near him otherwise right soverino's the last chance there yeah and it, it's just very distressing to <laughs> see that over and over and over and no no sense of wanting to correct it i know because those man. chances keep coming in the same position the same players
1: I can't watch this midfield. I can't watch another 4-4-2. <laughs> I can't do this.
2: It's, it's... I don't know. Like, give me Scott Caldwell. Scott Caldwell is not a great player. He's probably not a good player these days. I would
1: take a, I would take a positionally Scott Caldwell sound over another, like, a second striker and, in, in like, yeah. have Scott Caldwell be more defensively sound and let Brian Ojeda and Pablo Ruiz do whatever. Like, I... I don't know. I I can't watch another. Like, uh, giving up three goals to LA from like this is just so bad. Anyway,
2: and they hit um, us on the counter. And uh, I mean, I don't know what we're doing here defensively, but having seven players back, I don't know. It it speaks to the way we were trying to approach having the lead.
1: Yeah, uh, we
2: get the lead and we try to hold on to it, and we take oh. some sh- you know shots that are maybe not. Not the best opportunities, and
1: just saw my face and run back replay. oh nice well, that was sad <laughs>
2: no, I think your your face is always nice
1: that's that's sweet, thank you, yeah, um, so uh less than two minutes later, uh so this is the beginning of the seventy fourth minute um nice little weird heel flick from is is that pooch that did that? No, I think that was memo that did that, yeah, anyway um. LA galaxy attacker has this weird little heel flick, um, after getting the ball and it really just like ruins Marcelo Silva for some reason. Like it should not have been a hard bar ball to deal with. Um, but it gets through his legs and then it's able to be played wide, um, to, uh, let's see. That is who's number two. Uh, oh yeah. Caligari. So they're right back. um, yeah, so it's played wide. Um and at this point, Brody's way out of position. Vera's trying to get back. Silva's way out of position because of that weird thing that he messed up on seconds before. Um, Brody doesn't even get close to defending this thing, and the ball goes is I mean, it's played well, but it's not dealt with at all by anyone on our back line, and it falls to Tyler Boyd at the back of the six, and has one of the easiest goals. He's probably scored in a while. So um yeah, 2 minutes, two goals for LA, uh taking them up to be 3-2 and um I don't know. Just another <laughs> just ball easily getting out of the midfield into an attacker that's poorly dealt with and then I, we can't recover and yeah. And then it's just
0: a lot of I mean it's the same I don't want to keep saying this. It's the same stuff we see every single week. It's just over pursuit and just not like good defensive organization. And it's getting extremely old and it's, it's the worst team in the league is doing this and succeeding at it. It's wild that we're just getting beat by the same things by every single team that plays us every single game. Yeah. Like we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we yeah, it's pretty it's pretty doing tough. this podcast every single week, and it seems like the the last couple of weeks I've genuinely had a thought of like why do we record a podcast? Because we're just gonna say like we should just re release last week's podcast. Why we do Because we, we still say power the same power thing. Power social power. Yeah. Why why do we okay, I guess what I should say is why do we analyze the game? Because it's the same game. Because well, we hate ourselves.
1: Yeah. I kind of love it um it feels good it feels (laughs) good to be vindicated i don't know it's uh, well the open cup games have been fun so we play galaxy again the galaxy again uh, exactly a week from when this game took place in the same place where we just played them and we're going to be going for the win of course so we're going to see a heavily rotated squad at the weekend against um we hope
0: we we play we play san jose am i making that up we you do make that up. We're playing Austin FC.
1: Oh yeah, at Austin, the San Jose of this of the uh, of Texas, if you will. Um, yes. And yeah, so we we'll, we'll be going capital. for the win. And I'm glad we've been performing well in the Open Cup, but this game didn't exactly instill a lot of confidence in me. We just lost to the worst team in the league at home and gave up three goals, um, ag- again to a team that has not scored an away goal since uh, March and also has not won an away game since let me just find the exact day because i don't want to i don't want to mess that up uh october 9th 2022 my last time i had a birthday um was the last time that they won an away (laughs) game yeah
0: no it's uh, there's some context that i want to just make mention of um we didn't have justin glad who is our best defender and like is the hero of a lot of these kind of moments. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. by himself saved several goals and several points throughout the season. So like, that's a bummer. Um, <laughs> also LA had a little bit of a moment with themselves this past week. They finally fired their president and I know nobody on the team is going to admit it, but like that's usually a boost when you finally fire a guy that is performing very badly, very obviously. Sure um that you usually get a little bit of a of a energy bump boost thing but that shouldn't yeah. apply on the road and
2: it shouldn't <laughs> apply to club presidents in the same way it, applies no, it, to coach, right? it really shouldn't
0: and like i said this in the slack somebody brought it up as like oh maybe they're gonna get that boost and i thought no there's no way they're playing on the road like they'll for sure get the boost when they go home and play in la in front of their fans who are no longer going to be boycotting the stadium And they're going to have like full supporter sections. I think they'll feel that for sure. But they shouldn't feel that on the road at RSL. But I do think like it's part of the bigger picture of the team. I have no idea what they use for motivation, but it it seemed like a slightly more motivated team than what you would expect to see out of the worst team in the league.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But there <laughs> yeah. there's still like yeah. no excuse for allowing them to score three goals. It's so bad.
2: Or you know what there's no excuse for? Losing four games at home in eight played. That's
1: so pathetic. I, I, I honestly I sucks. Know. If we like, if we didn't have this open cup run going simultaneously, like i don't know like i mentioned like phil neville getting fired we we, i don't know how we've i think we've seen three firings so far in mls this season where the coach that's been fired has is leading a team that either has like the same or like one more point or one fewer point than rsl at the time of their firing it's like i don't know this isn't an acceptable run of form for a 30-year coach
0: (laughs) well it's not acceptable run of form going back to what was it the I think it was Dustin or somebody that we were hanging out in the tailgate lot with did the math and ever from oh, I... the point when we were like second in the league last year, the middle of the summer, whenever that was that date, they ran the numbers for every team in MLS. We've got the worst record of every team in MLS from that point. And like, not by a teeny tiny little bit, like we're the worst team in the league. And we have been for the last year and change. Yeah. This is what I'm talking (laughs) about. And there's no like indication from anybody anywhere. No like back channel rumors or fan support behind like a Pablo out kind of thing. Like there's nothing that's gonna change. Mm -hmm. And that's really like what's miserable. Like there's there's no indication of anything even being plotted. We just have to we're in a holding pattern until the summer window opens. And we'll save our season. We'll yeah. see if somebody cares then. But until then, there's just no indication of anything fun happening, even a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, Open Cup is still fun. Sure. Sorry. I keep forgetting <laughs> Open Cup.
0: Open Cup is definitely fun. If we lose to the Galaxy
1: it, but... again <laughs> next Wednesday. It would be amazing. I'm going to be uh, so upset. I mean,
2: All it right, would be pretty on par also... for this. Yeah. All right. I, I ran the numbers go ahead the last I, time rsl lost more than four games at home we've lost four like four times uh we lost like, four in 2012 and 2013 wait, but I think in we total lost three at home like in total when, not not to this point of the season in total uh, you mean the last like
1: in, time, in all of that whole season we only lost four or three road or home games
2: yeah Yeah, and those like 2010 was the best because we didn't lose one, which was great. Right, and I don't think anyone expects that from this team. That's a special team. Um, The last time RSL lost more than four home games in the totality of one season, not half a season, not (laughs) most of most of half of a season, uh, was 2007, with seven home losses. In 2006, you want to know how many home losses they had. Was Not RSL
0: ready. a good team in two thousand seven, or were they one of the worst teams <laughs> in the league? Uh, they are you? Or were they like historically bad in two thousand seven?
2: No, they were. They got two more points in Toronto for <laughs> twenty seven points so on a thirty. In two thousand seven,
1: we lost how many at home? Did you say
2: seven? seven. Nice. Okay,
1: four. so we're still ahead of in that. In two
2: thousand six, we only lost four. Uh, Do you guys want to hear? Oh, that's two thousand five. Was it a thirty four game season? He's no, nice. Okay.
0: Um,
1: so, we well, are
2: 32.
1: Do you guys want to hear yeah. what Pablo had to say about this? Nope. Uh, I do not. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you anyway. Caleb Turner um, <laughs> of KSL Sports, KSL.com slash sports or KSL? Yep.
2: KSL.com.
1: Okay. My coworker.
2: <laughs> you can just call him my coworker.
1: <laughs> Matt's coworker, Caleb Turner, 23. He said, RSL has already lost four games at home this season. So, I asked Mastroeni what the difference is there quote the pressure builds on the home team and the guys want it so bad like anything in life when you want it that bad sometimes your brain is being hijacked by your emotions i don't even i like, that's just, so, it's, that's just such nonsense. it's it's
2: meaningless scribble like
1: these are professional athletes like i i'm just so tired of like the i was telling colin and dustin yesterday at the game as well where i was like man I got, I, th- I think I started to just take a little bit more of a holistic approach of how frustrated I am with the entire organization, like how how stark like Andy Larson's article that pointed out like how, you know, people point to RSL spending more on Andres Gomez than they've ever spent on a transfer fee for any other player. But when you stack up like how much we're spending on players compared to, you know, other teams in the league, we're very close you know, we're very far we're very far away from being uh the top of the league. So When when I I was just I was thinking about that. I was thinking about Elliot bringing in uh, Diego Luna, even though he's clearly like Pablo doesn't want him, (laughs) still won't play him. Doesn't doesn't care. Doesn't fit in the plans at all. Diego Luna expressing confusion about why he even you know was brought in if he wasn't going to be played and all of that. I was just I was like, man, I'm feeling just more annoyed at like everything above Pablo. Really, like he's got he doesn't have a great roster and that was th- i was telling them i was like man i'm just like not really annoyed with pablo really anymore and then i realized also i haven't been listening or reading his post game stuff cuz it's it annoyed me so bad and then after this game i'm reminded of why <laughs> i sometimes get so annoyed of this guy cuz like stuff like that like what do we what do we? i just I, I don't know i i can't deal with it very frequently so, there, so
2: there's a lot of talk about how bad the roster is i don't i think it's like it could be an average MLS roster. Like I don't think this has to be a worse than MLS roster. Well, well I we have mean, some weaknesses, right? We don't have a great. I six. think we have some
1: pretty big weaknesses, and that's what I'm referring yeah. to. Is like when I say this roster, I don't mean like every single player. Yeah, you know, shouldn't be on the roster, but I'm saying like we have some very big holes that are that weren't filled with the last transfer window, or the one before that, or the one before that. Like how long, how long we've yeah. been looking for a striker, but um Mm-mm. I don't know if that's on Elliot honestly. Um, 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it's on Elliot, it's on previous ownership, it's on current ownership. Uh I don't know. Like figure it out. I I don't know what else to tell you man. That's your that's your I almost just swore. That's your job man. <laughs> so. Yeah.
2: Uh yeah, anyway, Maybe, yeah. Pablo's
1: quotes after this game just were annoying and I was reading them and when I was in bed last night. I was just like,
0: man, um, this guy.
2: <laughs> we Did should talk about what he said about to Diego about Luna dude, too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. What
0: would you say Trevor? I just said exactly what Matt said, but differently. I asked if he had anything to say about Diego Luna playing at the U-20 World Cup.
1: Yeah, you said he helps. He comes back better than
0: when he left. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a
2: bad answer.
0: Does he think that Diego Luna is a bad player? Yes. I mean, if,
2: if he does, like he's probably wrong. But I could see a situation where Diego Luna is not performing for this team, right? There is a, a reality in which that could be the case. And I get that. And maybe that is the case here. Maybe he's bad in training, or maybe he I mean, stays up too no late playing Tears of the that, Kingdom. Right? No, no, there's not. Job. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, so there there is that possibility, right, that we wouldn't necessarily know about. Sure, sure. But But a coach... Taking that tack with a player at an international tournament, impressing on the world stage and saying, I hope he comes back better than when he left. The the amount of disrespect there is staggering. And for a coach that claims to be all about respect and had clearly has read some pop psychology books that have filled his mind with rocks. Warped his brain. <laughs> Just, yeah. Like bad really attitude, sucks. like you and can have, have that feeling, right? But you don't have to state it in a press that. conference. We
1: we know he has that feeling. We know he doesn't rate him at all because he doesn't play him. And it's not like this team is just firing on all cylinders, and it's just so hard to break through the starting lineup. Like yeah. Mecca Nelly, just like I mean, we've had multiple guys just like kind of rolled up out of nowhere. And it's not like like J- Jokicson, like he's fine. You think, like, do you really think Jokicson is that much better on the field than Luna? Like.
2: I mean no. he's got those long legs.
1: <laughs> I like Jokicson a lot, but I'm like, it's not like it's it's not like this team is just like so good. It's it's impossible. And so maybe, you know, there might be fans that are overrating how good Luna is, and it's not like Luna's without fault and he's 19 and makes a lot of mistakes, but it's also like I am f- very happy to watch him make mistakes cuz I know like for the the downsides he has, he has a lot of upsides that I think could be very beneficial watching this team and the things that we struggle with in the attack. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's bizarre. It's, it's just like Elliot should have to explain why they even signed this guy that Pablo clearly doesn't like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or like, yeah.
1: like really yeah. it's not even it, – he it doesn't rate him, but he also just like doesn't care to be respectful at all about the way he's talked about him ever. He talked about him in preseason in a similar way, and he just said he's like too short to do anything. Um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's ridiculous.
0: It's a combination of both things for me. Like we brought him on and we were stoked about him and we're stoked about him every time he gets a call up. And he gets called up to the youth national teams every time. And he impresses most of the time. And – yeah. The socials That's and the not PR. Easy. No, it's not. And the socials and the PR like love talking about how he plays for RSL. He's an RSL player. Get stoked about this young kid because he plays for RSL. We hear about that. And then we have a coach that just doesn't want him, doesn't like him, thinks he's a bad player. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, the, it's, the, it's, it's insane oh. that we have a coach that just like out and out disrespects a player that is performing well under every coach and system except for him. And his. it's insane that we have a coach that yeah. do that and feel that way about a player, but it's also to go back to it again. It's insane that we brought the player on. Yeah. Like, like if we- we're going to like, and I know we've, we've made this point a hundred times, but there's so clearly a disconnect between the GM's plans for the roster and the coach's plans for the roster. And Diego Luna is like the perfect example of that. The most obvious example of that. Like, yeah. Literally treating
1: him like a pump and dump crypto scheme.
0: Yeah. (laughs) like Let's
1: hype this kid up. It really, the juxtaposition of like how, as
2: it were. Yeah,
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. (laughs) The way that the, not to say that they shouldn't be hyping him up on club socials, but like, Every time he plays a game for the men's national team or the, the U 20s, like they tweet about him a th- like a hundred times in that day. And then it's just the like, it's just radio
0: silence the rest of the, I, the week.
1: I, I like, are there are there more players on this senior roster other than the ones that are perennially injured who have gotten fewer minutes than him? Like, I I, I have no idea. Like, 90
2: minutes in five games for ourselves. And yeah, he played a US Open Cup game. That.
1: Okay, so who's gotten fewer minutes than him? Like Delance Pierre, I guess. Uh, uh, Scott Caldwell? How many minutes no. does Scott Caldwell have? Caldwell played a full ninety, uh, or I think one of those early games. See.
2: Hold on, um, I see. guess
1: Moses Nyman also not rated at he's,
0: all. Yeah, he's, Elijah he,
2: Paul and Eric Holt. Eric Holt's been injured most of the season. What's going on with Eric Holt? Oh, I just well, saw there's him, there's him in the hospital bed. We even uh, given some an Eric Holt surgery. Up. No, no yeah. press release, but some sort of surgery. He,
0: he was uh, injured a few weeks ago and just didn't care to acknowledge <laughs> it or like, treat it like an injury. Got rolled right back out there and immediately re-injured it. And is now in a hospital bed. Getting and now he's posting Instagram surgery. photos of him in a hospital bed looking like he either just had or is about to have surgery on that same
2: shoulder. With the caption, warriors never die.
0: Yeah. Dude, his Instagram like is like his life. Was it Warriors
2: right. live forever? I think it's Warriors.
0: So, yeah. Ducks it's stay awesome together. Either,
2: right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, anyway,
0: Diego Luna is a good player. Um, he should be playing more, and that's obvious, uh, but he won't No. because Pablo's a bad coach. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, don't t- know.
0: Come up with a different analysis. Like, there, there's no other no. way to look at the situation.
1: It, it, yeah, I mean, he's, I just, I don't know. Pablo,
0: we've, I mean, we've mentioned a few times in this game, like, Pablo just puts out the same formation week in and week out. Unless it's a game, weirdly. Very obvious weaknesses and doesn't do anything to address those specific weaknesses with personnel and doesn't seem to... Uh, he's rotating players now, but that's partly because of injuries and partly just because we've got so many games. But he, I feel like if he – like Kyle said, there's not really a whole lot of like rotation that's happening because players are better than other players. Yeah. Like, Musovsky is playing over Rubin now, but I don't think that's so much a case of like Musovski is so much better than Rubin or shown that he's better than Rubin. I think it's just to the point now, like we just have to try a different option. And so Misovsky's going to. Honestly, I would
1: rather see Rubin and Misowski together at this. I, okay, sorry. Remind Matt why we have to play Demir.
2: All right. So this is something I've been thinking about a lot because Demir Krylik is clearly a, a shadow of the player he was. Mm-hmm. But I think the player he was was always a smart player. Like he, yeah. he made yes. intelligent runs, he made timely runs, uh, he led the press. He organized players around him. I think without him, nobody is organizing this team. Nobody's organizing the team defensively, regardless. Nobody's organizing yeah. the midfield, regardless. And without Demir, nobody's organizing the forward set.
0: Yeah. And
2: i it has been for me when when Demir came off. It's very telling how frantic the game became. Yeah, and. Our, I mean, we had three minutes of stoppage time. Say what you will about whether we should have had three or seven or. Oh, well,
1: OK. For everyone complaining about the stoppage time. Obviously, that was stupid because there were two goals. Like, I don't know how many yellow cards and injuries or whatever. Page. Yeah. Three, three oh, minutes was dumb. Page. But we had done nothing with, <laughs> with Yeah, it. It wasn't like we were 25 minute. Yeah. We had done nothing with the twenty five minutes at, like leading up to that. So it's like, who cares? Honestly. It's not like we were about to score RSL. a couple.
2: So you know RSL scored in the sixty seventh minute, right?
1: Yeah. You mm-hmm. wanna
2: know the next time they got a shot off?
1: What when was it? It's like the eighty eighth oh, minute. Eighty eighth minute. <laughs>
2: Well, maybe well, let's see. Hold on.
1: I just I, uh, I just can't. yeah,
2: 88. 88 minute for the be, next
1: shot. We were so bad after we scored it was so bad. I don't know. I, I just especially after giving up two and to not whatever. Um Yeah. yeah, so yeah it's more, not like we minutes, that what made would it any have
2: done. Difference. We got a, an attacking throw-in in a good position and we basically just threw it away
1: yeah to re- recycle it across yeah that was crazy um the, which
2: we haven't done all season right we've been anti-recycling anti-possession yep. we're suddenly and we decided to do it in
0: the 94th minute
2: and yeah, we're getting the same results crazy. with
0: it yep yep can we can i just make a quick point about Please. the substitutions we already made the point about how there's zero substitutions until the 80th minute in the very middle of one of the busiest parts of our schedule um, yeah. Which is a thing. But also, like, he made the subs six minutes after we went down uh, three to two. We went down three to two in the 75th minute. It, I'm not a big, like, substitution patterns. Pablo's not good at subs guy. But, like, six yeah. minutes is too long to react to going down to, to two goals yeah. in two minutes. Like, that's too long to react to that. And if you're going to take that long to react to it, like, I feel like there should be some big brain stuff going on. Every (laughs) sub was just straight like for like. It was just rotation subs. It wasn't like. We didn't change the way we were playing. Yeah. Like we brought on Anderson Julio and Michael Chang, which and Burton Jackson, which there's probably an argument for like fresh legs there. Mm-hmm. but if you're going to be doing a fresh legs thing you should be doing a fresh legs thing probably after you go up 2-1 in the 67th minute. Yeah. Like you're not you're not going to make a tactical adjustment at that point and like or a fresh leg adjustment at the 80th minute and like come back and score two goals and win a game. Like you're you're not especially in like a like for like situation like yeah. I that was one thing that just it didn't make any sense to me at the time. It still doesn't make sense looking back on it. Not a good reaction to going down again at home for the fourth time
2: this season. Real poor. Not just going down, but like losing, right? We've had a yeah. comeback or one, one comeback, two comebacks at home? Yeah.
1: Um, if that. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to remember. To for come me back for a draw point. at
0: least, right? I think the Charlotte game we gave up a goal early and then came back to win two one or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, if this team gives up a goal, like late in the game, like we, we don't usually come back from that. I don't think that's off the top of my head. So it could be wrong, but anyway, yeah, it wasn't fun. It was a dumb game. I don't want to talk about it anymore. (laughs) That's fine. Guess how many (laughs) fans Pablo Ruiz had. Pablo Ruiz had like, Oh, hold on. I'm going to take an actual educated guess. Paul Ruiz had four fouls. Six. Okay.
2: Pretty good. Yeah, That that sounds about right. Pretty good. I know that the fans in the stadium um,
0: hate the referee, and that's just kind of a general thing for this team. (sighs) Uh, RSL earned just about every single one of their fouls. That's another thing we could talk about with this game. RSL earned every single one of their fouls. They were all fouls. I think there was one or two of them that were probably a little bit soft, but they were definitely fouls. And the majority of them were just players being dumb or lazy. (laughs) Yeah. Like just late to tackles. I was confused about that. Or just completely unnecessary tackles. Yeah. Like it's the kind of tackles or fouls that we were getting called for were the kind that like the player knows what they're doing and they're just hoping that the ref's too inexperienced or not paying enough attention that they get away with it.
1: Uh, I was confused by um, people, like the ref talk. I, I
0: didn't yeah. really. We earned every single one of the yellow cards that we got. Paulo Ruiz finally got his yellow card near the end of the game. Um, he'd been begging for one all game. He was yeah. yelling at the referee after all, not every call, but most of the calls. And his foul that he got was another one. Like like you said, he was like his sixth foul, for or sixth foul. Like. Even if the foul wasn't yellow card worthy, you're going to get a yellow card if you foul a guy six times. Like The discipline as far as like when to foul, what fouls are good fouls to take, and the way that like you manage the referee um, as a player and as a team just wasn't there at all this game. Not even a little bit. I think Pablo, when he did start his little rant about the referee, um, and the penalty being soft or whatever. I think he did mention that the team needs to be better about how they manage the referee, and I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, just in general, um, but especially against LA. Like it was it was really juvenile the way that they reacted to getting Everything. fouls called against them. They were they were yeah. fouling. Like you gotta know that, especially as a professional. Anyway, yeah. RSL plays Austin so play- on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. uh, at 6.30, it's uh, in Austin.
1: You guys want to hear something that's kind of funny? Um, so this tournament yeah. that's going on, the the soccer yeah. tournament. Uh-huh. Um, like, the teams that are there, there's so many teams playing in this tournament, including a West Ham team, and then there's a Dallas <laughs> United team as well. Um, The team Dallas United is now... Has withdrawn from the tournament essentially forcefully because they did a racism. How are you doing a how are you getting banned from a 7v7 soccer tournament uh, for racism? <laughs> like what, what are we doing here? That's uh, uh
2: boy. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, it was Anton Ferdinand? Uh but did the racism? No, no. <laughs>
0: Dallas
1: United uh, claims they're they're withdrawing because of the accusation. <laughs> so they say that there's vet out of. So it's Frank
2: right. Frank Noble who played for West Ham, played for Wolves for a couple games. He's one of those classic like up and down the divisions in England. Played at Tianjin Songjiang in China, which is cool for a little nice. bit. Nice. Uh Wow, that is, that sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy.
1: Um, <clears throat> Anyway, so shout out to uh, the Sneaky Foxes. Nick Ramondo, uh should be having fun with the rest of the tournament, I assume. I don't know. The, I think this was just the first day. I think it ends the fourth. Um. So, yeah, anyway, enjoy that on Peacock if you are a subscriber to watch the uh, fan episode versions of the office. So yeah. Anyway, any final, final parting thoughts?
0: Uh, The Witcher season three debuts on June 29th. Nice. So keep an eye out for that. Love that. I don't really have any final thoughts. I'm just scrolling through Twitter and looking for the Dallas United thing.
2: I think (laughs) I'll get another episode in before I'm out. I guess we'll I see. don't actually know. Yeah, but I don't, don't know really either. know with these kind of things. <laughs> yeah,
0: usually. All right. Yeah, well, I'll be back
2: though, one way or back. another. <laughs> we'll yeah. make you come back one way or another. Yeah. I think I will miss the US Open Cup game next week though.
1: I might too, okay. because I'm not sure yet. We'll see.
2: I mean, if we're all planning home, on like I, it. do you want, do you want to record an episode? Mm. um do you think myself? they'd let sure. you record an episode uh in the press box
0: i almost genuinely asked him like oh, as a joke that. if we could just like yeah. bring our mics and record an episode in the press box i'm sure that the answer is no but what if we do an although,
2: asmr episode where we whisper the
0: whole time oh you know like what this. it was um the i actually sound floated it as cap. a joke on twitter mm-hmm. and trey responded to it, and I was like, Trey, you need to get us a spot in the stadium for us to record our podcast. And he was like, That could be arranged. And yeah. I was kind of joking yeah. about it. And I don't know if Trey was joking about it, but I like, don't think so. I don't think so. I could ask him seriously if we really want to. We'll see about that.
2: All right. I hope you enjoyed our yeah. ASMR session.
1: Yeah. This is this is the the last part of me of my cleaning dream. my glasses. It sounds great.
2: Thing. you, you can't can see really the hear crickets it, huh? on
1: my end i can hear some crickets anyway
2: oh yeah it. that's great did you just play a cricket noise to really enhance no, it because that would have been classic
1: yeah no it's just no outside I I heard for, it for I forgot second, my window was but... open
2: it's lovely anyway enjoying it
1: gentlemen can call it there oh, oh. go finish succession all right well thanks for listening everyone Hope Get everyone's yes. doing well Staying staying safe, having a good almost summer
2: oh, Summer starting summer. Drink plenty of water, wear your sunscreen That's Have right. a good time
0: <sighs> They even you Trevor. I don't like summer Such not either, just life I know familiar. I'm the, the bad guy
1: here But I don't like summer wow all right well on that note we hate summer uh (laughs) thanks for listening again talk to you next week i guess okay bye warm summer closer to summer okay bye